That's right. We sing of the goodness of God. You can be seated. Okay, would you put up there Hebrews 6, 1 through 3? It won't make this short, but I, I, God, he does want me to impart to you. God wants to impart to you. I have nothing to do with it, but he has to use a vessel. So Hebrews 6, 1 through 3. Um, to begin with, <laughs> I went, what impartation? I got a, I was like, okay, <laughs> this was yesterday, so I spent the whole day just kind of studying that out. Okay, Hebrew, yeah, uh-huh, Hebrews 6. Okay, now I'm just going to quickly read this. Now, all right, just let me say this first. God does not reach down through the ceiling to touch someone. No, he does not. The hands are in the body of Christ. He's the head, not the hand. And he said, we're the body. We're all the different body parts. So the hands are in the body, which is on earth. Now, this is real, and this is real doctor. Therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and doctrine of Christ, Messiah, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belongs to spiritual maturity. Let us not again be laying the foundation of repentance. Okay, I mean, we, what that means is, of course, you all repent by yourself. Yeah. But if you're going to, like, I know almost for a fact that all of you are born again. Yeah. Here. <laughs> so, okay. So, you don't have to come to the altar every single Sunday and get reborn again. Then it says, the abandonment, don't, that doctrine, of abandonment of dead works, dead formalism. Or even we should be all walking in faith by which we turn to God. Verse 2, with teachings about baptism. It says purifying, which means baptisms. There's different kinds of baptisms. You know, okay. The laying on of hands. Halt. Well, those weird people down the street, and I've heard this in this town. And we are not weird. We are following like the book of Acts. We're following the true thing. They make fun of us because they said the laying on of hands is not right. It is a doctrine of Jesus Christ, God Almighty. And it says it right here. And we shouldn't have to even be telling you. No, I know you guys don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying this. It shouldn't have to be told or been, oh, they go, they're, they're wrong. They're, they're an occult or speaking in, speaking in tongues or that kind. No, it's in the word of God. I'm just trying to get the right doctrine. This stuff is real. We're not playing church. I don't want to play church anymore. Okay, the laying on of hands, one of the doctrines. And the resurrection from the dead. I mean... You, you are redeemed when you get born again. And also, people can get raised from the dead, especially young people. And eternal judgment and punishment, like hell. These are all matters which you should have been fully aware of long ago. And if indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advanced teaching. <laughs> I mean, this is in the Word of God. And he's kind of like, yeah. See, and everybody thinks, oh, all those people are weird. We're not weird. Well, that's the truth. Okay. Now, I'm saying that because God does not reach down through the ceiling to touch someone. The hands, his hands come through people in the body of Christ. He's turned this stuff over to us. Now, put up Romans 1, 11. And this was the impartation. And it's, it's talking about impartations there. Um, that one maybe should be, I didn't look at in the King James, Hallelujah. Romans 8, 11. 
Romans 1, 11. I mean, not 8. Did I say 8? No. No, it's okay out of the uh, Amplified. For I am yearning to see you. In other words, you're not going to get no impartation, even by watching live stream. <laughs> You'll get some, a little bit. You would, but you get the impartation when you're here more so. It's okay to watch, but I mean, that's okay if you can't. I'm, I'm not, but sometimes some people got in such a habit that they, it's all live stream and they never, because it's more fun to just sit in your pajamas and watch but it's going to impart to you double what you get off of there. Because I know I had this lady and I was trying to minister to her, trying to get her. And, um, and she said, well, I'll watch live stream then. But, but she's also telling me that she's doing her housework and, you know, dusting and doing the dishes. And you're not going to. That's even worse. You're not going to get nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I am yearning to see you that I may impart and share with you a spiritual gift to strengthen you and establish you, to put you on firm ground. And then even in 1 Timothy 1.6, it says, wherefore... I put you in remembrance that he, he was talking, Paul was talking to Timothy and he said, I put you in remembrance to stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the putting on of the hands of the elders. And uh, that's it. He, he had to stir that gift up. In the Greek, that stir up the gift actually means, it, it'd be like, and I, because I, I'm a woman, I probably use it. Like tapioca, not the instant kind, but the tapioca you have to cook on the stove. And if you don't stir it, it's, it's going to burn on the bottom. Some of us are burned on the bottom and stuck. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> okay, what do impartations do? They provide a supply to fill the area that is lacking which enables a believer to complete their destiny, their real destiny, the destiny God appointed them to. And see, there's areas like fear, shaky marriage, your order of priorities in your life. Your order of priorities has got to be right. It's God first. And honestly, what God has you to doing in the ministry of helps, you need to do it with all your heart, not half-hearted, because he's counting on you. This is his, who, this is his ministry to other people and to spread the gospel. Areas like fear, shaky marriage, order of priorities, sickness, pain in your body. That was me. Lack of finances, uh, low self-esteem, inferiority, parenting struggles, lack of boldness. It can stop you from fulfilling the plan of God for your destiny. And he had a plan for all of us. And it ain't what taking some test and saying, this is what you're good at. It's far from that. Because I know people who are good at a, multiple, a multitude of things. And that's not what they're doing right now like Jesse Duplantis, like Kenneth Copeland. I want to tell you something about Kenneth Copeland, and he admitted this. He's probably the biggest ministry in the world right now and has stayed straight. He's in it, what, 85, 86 or something like that? Okay. He was diagnosed when he was young as schizophrenic. You know why? He was so excited about God. <laughs> and it was the truth. And, and then, you know, and emotional. Very emotional also. And he was diagnosed with that. <laughs> but see, 
he, by the renewing of the mind, and he turned it into one of the biggest ministries in the world. More than <laughs> just like, okay. I also, um, anyway. <laughs> but any area in your life that needs help can become complete and whole with an impartation. And it can improve so that ministry can be accomplished that you're doing supernaturally. Now, if you ever got a prophecy from anyone, you need to meditate on it. You need to constantly speak it out. Like, I mean, somebody told me once, I was my keys, that I was going to run like the prophets of old and that I would be 20 to 30 years younger. And run like the prophets of old, and the anointing would make that so to do the work of the ministry because God had tried. And this is another thing. Oh, sure, but you're a woman up there, and nobody. Okay, I bet you God asked a bunch of men, and they didn't do it. It could very likely be. Yeah. Amen. I, I'm not, I mean, in fact, I think the Lord told me that. <laughs> I mean, it was, and this was just recently, not a few months back, because they never accomplished it, never got it. See, talk about fire and hell. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be tough in the Lord. And I might not look tough, but, but there have been things that, and you have got, if you want to keep going, just like this morning, you look at the amount of people and the length of time you've been doing, and you get, can get, try, he'll try to get you discouraged, but it doesn't last very long because I'm in, but it is, I don't care. I love him enough, and I mean it with all my heart. I'm real. I'm not faking, faking some trying to be stand up here and do something. I wouldn't have lasted for 28 years, but because there have been hell bent men come in, come right to the pulpit and said, I'm taking over, you're a woman. In the old church? Oh, yeah. Huh. Change that sign down there on that thing that we used to have. I mean, it was, oh, my goodness, you can't imagine the stuff that has happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, it doesn't, you know. <laughs> but you have to be, there was something we, you, you, you can't just, oh, poor me, now I'm going through this. Stay strong in him. And you will go through things, but you know what? You come out smarter, <laughs> closer to God. The more you go through, the closer to God. Ha, ha, devil. The more you try to do that, ha, the closer I get to God. See, okay, so I'm talking about impartation. But right now, even coming to church, you're getting impartation. Not from me, from God. Amen. See, okay, but you need to let yourself develop and bring a supply to your area of ministry. And even cleaning the toilets is huge. I mean, it and, and lands, I mean, making the yard look nice. I mean, I can remember once I came to church and the lawn wasn't mowed at the other thing and it was really high. And um, and they said they were going to have it voted. I mean, it really bothered me. To I just don't like. I love it when it looks nice and it and makes because people are watching, and that that could be a matter of them receiving Christ even mowing the lawn. It could. You see, impartations provide a supply to fill an area lacking in you, so you can complete your destiny. And let me tell you, I had all kinds of books and all kinds of stuff in front of me looking up all this stuff. And that was, a, a, that was what, one thing out of my notes that Dr. Jacobs said when he was here. <laughs> and by, by the way, he said he was, he sent us a letter and said it would be a priority. He made us a priority for him to come. He, he's making our church a priority for him to come back and asked when I was like, What? He said, just put any dates that you're open. I thought, we're open all year. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't give, we didn't give it to him yet. But, um, but okay. So this, the, the, the 
important. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 25 <clears throat> through 27. The body of Christ is extremely important in the earth. You, you have no idea how important you are. You are a body of Christ. Jesus is the head. And the head, you know, like my head isn't running around back there and my body here. Okay, the fivefold ministry, I know this part, they're the shoulders. But Jesus is the head. And then from there on, the body of Christ is important because you got an arm missing and you're handicapped, right? Well, when the arm, the arm that, that people are supposed to be in a church is missing, that church is handicapped for it. Like we don't have a drummer. We don't have, a, you know, that those are, are things we, lots of little things. We need help. We need help in the church. A lot. This is a big church, and there's a few people running it, <laughs> and they're sometimes they're they're doing ten jobs. But First Corinthians twelve, verse twenty-five. But see, the body of Christ is so important because that all brings in souls. Our whole goal is for souls. But it, now I tell you what: if I saw a real crummy church that wasn't wasn't taken care of. I wouldn't go there. <laughs> I mean, that, see, God is a God of excellence, too. And we need to be much more excellent. We'll get the carpet and just can't find one. <laughs> 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 25. Okay. For there should be no schism... In the body, which one did you put up there? So that there should be no division, let's put it that way, or discord or lack of adaptation, adapting of the parts of the body to each other. We need to adapt to each other. Instead of being strife, I don't like the way they do it, I don't like this, I don't like that. But the members all alike should have a mutual interest in and care for one another. Let me tell you, Denise, don't you really care about taking care of your knee? <laughs> yes, because I know how it feels. <laughs> you know what? She said, whoops, we better take care of this part of our body. Let's say you got a big, big gash in your, in your leg or a big gash in your arm. Well, I'm not going to take care of my body. Well, see, we need, yes, you are. You're going to yeah. do something about it. Yeah. That's how we need to take care of each other. Amen. No, let's criticize each other instead. <laughs> but you're important. The most important thing, really, in your whole life is the kingdom of God on this earth. And you can have a blast because if you operate in the kingdom of God correctly, you will be rich. Riches and honor, glory and power <laughs> to him who sits on the throne. And we all thought, all of a sudden this morning it went pop and God said, look at those words. That's you. <laughs> and see, I'm always pointing up what I say <laughs> to him who sits on the throne. I thought, I'm sitting there with you, though, God. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so we have to have a mutual interest in care for one another. Like we care for our own bodies, they've stuck in my Bible. And if one member suffers, all the parts share the suffering. If my, my hip and my knee and all this stuff is hurting, which it was to a point where I could hardly walk a few weeks ago... <laughs> That, that, you know, you're going to do something about it, right? Amen. And sometimes other people are suffering that way. If one member is honored, <clears throat> all the members share in the enjoyment of it. Now you collectively, all together, are the body of Christ. All my body parts make up my body. Yes. But you collectively are the body of Christ placed in a church. Yes. And we are, yes. okay? You are collectively Christ's body and individually 
You are members of it. Each part severally and distinct, each with his own place and function. Um, in the King James, it says we're body, we are the body of Christ and members in particular. So he, he puts you in a particular church, too. <laughs> he really does. Now, what is an, imp an impartation to you can be defined as a deliverance or a rescue. Uh, impartations can strengthen you, correct you, rescue you, correct your thinking, change the course of your life, change the course of your ministry, change the course of your marriage, and they are vital impartations. But you have to work on your spiritual growth every day by yourself. It requires separation and discipline, and it does. It's hard on the flesh, but it's wonderful for your spirit. And you'll start renewing your mind, and your flesh will start obeying you and stay under, and you'll like that other place better. <laughs> but if you don't grow spiritually, your flesh and unrenewed mind will gang up on your spirit. And it'll to dry, try to drag you into a lifestyle you don't want to live. Yeah. Or drag you back to where you were. I am very serious. Even business owners, I, I, I don't know why, learn to put your place in the local church first. I mean, you take care of it, but don't neglect what you're doing. Uh, Okay, for, okay, here's an example. Um, doctor's appointments. Some people. And they say, well, I didn't come to church because I had a doctor's appointment. I didn't come to Bible study because I had... I got doctor's appointments too. Yeah. I never used to, but yeah. I did. <laughs> I just didn't go. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, you get to be 82 and you better start checking things. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so, but I never make them on Wednesdays. Nope, I can't be there. Was the only thing we got open for the next month. Well, too bad. Well, well, maybe we can try to. Then they try to get you in somewhere. <laughs> and uh, but I, I won't do that, or I'll say no. I have a Bible study on Thursday morning. Can't do it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this that. Yeah. See. But, yeah, I put sports here, too. Uh, I've known, there are people, honest to God, in this church, and they have told me that they actually put no, they say no to some money or the uh, something to give money uh, to put the local church first as to what they had to do. I shocked them, <laughs> shocked me. But you know what? Okay, so when you pay attention to things imparted to you, you are take, to take heed to that impartation too. So God deposits something into your being, uh, but we have to give God first place after that. So what you do for God has to become a thing of excellence. And you can develop it, develop it, develop it by asking God for wisdom. Are you kidding? Honest to God, I got this impartation. I thought, impartation? Why? What? And I had to, I had to develop it. That's why I'm looking at so many and I'm looking at my paper so much. So they come from God and they can cause development in you, in your place of ministry, in your place of business, in your place of family. Everything. And it ultimately, whatever you do actually in the local church, you're doing for the universal church. What's the universal church? Just any old church? No, it's a born-again church. And ultimately, you are affecting the nations. You are affecting the United States because the United, let's just put the United States we live in, we are there. It started with the foundation of a family. And the foundation of the family broke down. And look where we're at. And there are many, many girls that just were going to go, let's have, let's have a baby just to see what it's like to have a baby. And no fathers. 
It's just like, okay. Okay, 1 Timothy 4, 14 through 16. And I'll try to make this a little briefer here. 1 Timothy 4. You got to know the books of the Bible, too. <laughs> Amplified. And it says, do not neglect the gift in you. Don't neglect it. That special inward endowment, which was directly imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. Now, it says, by prophetic utterance, when the elders laid their hand on you. And now this is talking about ordination, but that it doesn't. I looked this up in other translations and in the King, it, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be uh, in the fivefold ministry necessarily, so it's for everybody. You have a special endowment, a gift. Everybody does in the body of Christ. And every little tiny thing is needed. There was, <clears throat> I don't know who's doing it now, but his mother, she got really a lot older. She was 90 or something. And the one thing she could do was wash like dish towels and no, I mean, she was washing all the stuff from the kitchen oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and, um, or anything that needed washing at, you know, she could do it. She could do that at home as long as they gave it to her. She wanted to help in the ministry of helps. See, next verse, practice and cultivate and meditate upon your duty. Throw yourself wholly into it. Not H-O-L-Y, but no, no. with all you got. <laughs> As your ministry, so that your progress may be evident to everybody. Look well to yourself, to your own personality, and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. Hold on to them. For by so doing, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Oh, my gosh. Everything you do, it, it people don't even see you do it. Like Stephanie cleaning, you know, or, or anything. The greeters, anything. It's huge. I've led people to the Lord being a greeter and then got them filled with the Holy Ghost being a greeter. It's important. It's an important. People will walk out. They don't care about what's preached up here as much, but they'll stay because of the greeter. Or the ushers. It's a truth. I've seen it happen. And you have to refuse to let hurtful things stay in you. Just like in a family, you're going to rub each other wrong in your family. We are a family, and if somebody rubs you wrong, just get over it. <laughs> so, but, okay. What do impartations also do? I guess I said this. I'm going to say it again. Marriages improve. Even after attending a word spirit church. Uh, parenting skills improve. When you're connected to a local church. Anointings and gifts soar to a higher level. And benefit your part in the ministry of helps or the office to which you're called. And, and an impartation is not just for our benefit but for the benefit of the whole body of Christ. Okay, go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 2 through 3. It says, I amplified, 2, 2 through 4, 2 Timothy. And the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and entrust as a deposit to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others also what you know we need to be given out there. And so a lot of you are. You're giving it to your families. You're doing the best you can. You're, you're doing. You are. I've seen it. We give it out. You're doing it at well, when you're cleaning carpets. I mean, you're witnessing all over the place. Give it out there. That's how we spread the gospel. 
That's how we spread it. And you know things that can help people. Uh, verse, the next verse, take with me your share of the hardships and sufferings which you are called to endure as a good first-class soldier of Christ Jesus. Oh, they persecuted God. Just <laughs> bucket up and say what a privilege it is to be persecuted for him. I can I gotta tell you story after story what has happened all these 42 years. And I, uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. If you're godly, so that just shows you're godly. <laughs> okay, so verse uh, four, no soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Your most important thing is that what he enlisted you to do. Honest to God, it is. And you can, you can grow through divine connections with faithful people who walked in paths before you or get help from them. Like, you know, somebody new comes in and they're, they're young and I've seen, you know, people take over who have more time. They, they help them. You know, help help the babies. See, we don't want <laughs> the because people, if they're never, if they never grow or never grow up, it's just like the nursery. You're still sucking the bottle and having to have the milk of the word. See, you received the wisdom or anointing that your man of God received, acquired, and progressed spiritually. Paul gave it to Timothy, yeah. right? Yeah. Wait a minute. Timothy, let's, let's go back to 1 Timothy. Ah, the famous 1 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Or 7, you all know what that one is. Yeah. 1, 7. Yeah. Was, spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound. Well, okay. <laughs> now the end of the commandment, verse 5, is love out of a pure heart and a good conscience and a faith unfeigned. Let's go in the Amplified. Whereas the object and purpose of our instruction and charge is love which springs from a pure heart and a clear conscience and sincere, genuine, sincere, not fake, faith. <laughs> don't be a fake. <laughs> if you ain't got the faith for something, don't say, well, I've got to do that. Okay, I'll give you an example. Diagnosed with cancer in the left breast, 2012. Well, what is everybody going to think of me? Because I believe in healing so strong, and I was teaching healing a lot. You know what? I prayed for three months, and the Lord said, nope, you have your measure of faith is to have that thing removed. And then, but don't take any chemo. Don't take the chemo. None of it. Not even the pill I'm supposed to still be taking. I didn't take it. None of that. But see, but that's what he told me to do. But I prayed for three months before I ever, what do you want? And I was not, you know, and I was like, well, I think, sometimes we think the Holy Spirit told us something and it's us. But see, there's even a book in the bookstore called, it's by Nancy Dufresne, Your Measure of Faith. Only go with your measure of faith. You don't say, well, I'm going to do this. And we're going to go, and it's, that's going to be there. And it's, you know, and you didn't realize your faith wasn't strong enough. For example, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to. But anyway, you didn't realize your measure of faith. And it's nothing. Huh. So where was my measure of faith for this? I used to stand here and say, this knee's going to be healed. It started hurting way back, I think. I think I was like. 50 or late 40s. That's 30 some years ago. Anyway, anyway, say it's going to be healed. It's going to be healed. I push on it and stuff. Well, 
Okay, it got to a point that it was inhibiting even preaching. And if it starts to inhibit that, that's not, you're not living a quality life. And boy, when you got that out there, why not? I had the knee replaced. (laughs) And that's okay. I mean, you know, and I remember I told Ike Akaboko and he says, takes more faith to have your knee replaced than it does to believe for feeling. And he meant just trusting, you know, the medical part. So, see, do that. Be that way. Okay. Now, you receive wisdom or anointing from wherever you are. Paul gave it to Timothy. In the first place, Timothy got it from his, let's see, his grandmother and his mother, Lois, but it was his grandmother too. So, I mean, you know, grandmothers, you're big influence there. <laughs> so, and then they give it to others. And it goes down the line. You're going to give it, keep going on down. But prideful people don't think they need impartation. Put up Revelation 3, 14 through 18. They don't think they need impartation. And they struggle because they're misled. So Revelation 3, 14. Hallelujah. Okay, and I'm not going to preach real long on this. I mean, I, I had a whole sermon on this once, but... We're just going to lightly go over it. But, okay, 14. The angel, these were, these were angels who came, a messenger, and came to, there were seven churches. And uh, the angels told them what they were doing wrong. And you can get this way. And to the angel, the messenger of the assembly church in Laodicea, write, these are the words of the amen, that's God, the trusty and faithful and true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. I know your record of works and what you are doing, but you are neither cold nor hot. Would you were that you were cold or hot? You know what? God doesn't want you lukewarm how about lukewarm hot chocolate how about lukewarm coffee <laughs> Anything. Um, he wants you either be cold and admit it and quit it <laughs> and then or get hot so because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will spew you out of your my mouth. I will spew you out of my mouth. I was looking to see what it says. Okay. Uh, do you know the word spew there in the Greek actually means vomit? It does. It means the word. I looked it up once in the concordance. Okay. For you say, I am rich. I've prospered. We're doing good. Look at me. There's a thousand people, and man, they're bringing in the money and all this. Let's just sit back. And now we don't have time with the Lord anymore. And I have prospered and grown wealthy, and I am in need of nothing. And you do not realize and understand that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Therefore, I counsel you to purchase from me gold, refined and tested by fire. Gold brick church that you may truly be wealthy and white clothes to clothe you and keep the shame of your nudity from being seen. And I can see that I need to get going. People are starting to. And put on your eyes that you may see. Okay. You think you don't need anything. This is a gold brick church. See, many people look at their lives from a natural standpoint, and they never allow the Holy Spirit to reveal supernatural supplies available. They're rich, well-stocked, 
but they're gifts and anointings and impartations that are waiting to be added to their lives. And you've got to stir them up like 1 Timothy. Well, I don't even think I read it. But anyway, it says to stir up the gift that's in you. Yeah, I, I did read it. But it talked about tapioca. Okay. <laughs> See, it's stuck. The gift was there by impartation. But they, you've got to stir it up. What was Sonia doing? She was stirring us up before church. Because everybody's like, yeah, you know, not quite awake. You can stir yourself up. Okay, Ken, please. See, it's the responsibility of the person receiving development and accessing the gifts of God that God put in them. But we've got to do our part to pray. And you know, this is just, I mean, 1 Corinthians 3, 9 actually says that we're laborers with God. Can you imagine you're a co-laborer with God? Here, I wrote it out in the Amplified. You don't have to put it up. We are fellow workmen, joint promoters, labors together with and for God himself. You are God's garden. You are God's vineyard and field under, under cult, cultivation. You are God's blessing. So impartations can transmit healing, joy, uh, restoration, um, or your joy even being restored, manifested acts of righteousness, development of your ministry, no matter what it is, leading worship, cleaning the church, teaching, evangelism, I mean, greeting, decorations, giving, organization. Do you know everybody has special gifts? Amen. <laughs> Romans, go to Romans 12. I... This just, I'm going to tell you this briefly. Romans 12, um, verse 5. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, there's the gifts. There's the fruit of the Spirit, which is fruit. There's the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit, which is prophecy, tongues, interpretation, uh, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the gifts of healings, the gifts of the gift of faith, and the working of miracles. Those are that's not what this is talking about. There's the fivefold ministry. That's not what this is talking about. People a lot of times don't know this. So we numerous as we are, a one body in Christ the Messiah, and individually we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on one another. My fingers mutually dependent that I have a hand and a wrist. <laughs> okay. Having gifts, faculties, talents, and qualities that differ according to the grace given you, let us use them. He whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith. He whose gift is practical service, let him give himself to serving. He who teaches to his teaching. He who exhorts or encourages to his exhortation. He who contributes, let him do it with simplicity and liberality. In other words, there's some people called to give money to the church. He who gives aid and more money, I mean, or just, you know. He who gives aid and superintends has leadership ability. He, he's over people. Do it with zeal and singleness of mind, not like you're some hotshot. He who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. Anybody, that's a gift. Those are all gifts. See, I was told right the second I got into the body of Christ that I had the gift of mercy. Boy, you got to watch it, though, because people will take advantage of you. I've been taking advantage of you. I looked back and I went, eh, your mercy was misplaced. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't helping them any. <laughs> but see, and you've got to watch out because you take on their, their woes and then you're all, mm. now, you know, and so you've, you've got to buck up <laughs> some. 
I know. See, it's easy for someone that doesn't have that to ball you out. Do you know what I'm talking? So anybody just know. And, and some people, but you have got to, to I'm not saying that, but they, they can. Folks, we all got different graces and gifts. And we are to use them, but to use them with skill. I had to learn the hard way. Because <laughs> people will take advantage of you. You got that too. I know you do. <laughs> Nurses have a tendency to do it. I used to be in a she does too. Okay, so, okay, so, uh, and you know, some people have a hard time with simplicity and entering like a child. But Jesus, go to Mark 10. I don't think I can skip any of these, and I'm, I'm sorry, well, I'm not going to be sorry. This was the whole thing of God. Mark 10, 13. Let's do it out of the King James. And they brought young children to Jesus that he could touch them. He was wanting to impart to them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. And he said to them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say to you, whoever shall not receive... The kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter in there, therein. You know what? He, and he took them up at his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. He imparted to them. Some people have a hard time with simplicity, with entering like a child. So don't let the things of God get complicated. You don't have to understand it to believe it. But you have to believe it to have it work for you. In verse 13, it said touch. In the Greek, it means to influence you inwardly. Isn't that something? See, and it was interpreted, the whole Bible was interpreted in the New Testament from Greek. And it means to influence you in your inward man. And verse 16 says, he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them and blessed them. Blessed means empowered to prosper. So when... Okay, let's just put it this way. We're, when we impart to you, that's what things are going to be imparted to you that may be lacking in your life. And, and they're going, it's going to influence you inwardly. It's from God, though. Not from me. It's from God. Because the hands are in the body. He's up there. The hands are down here. And he said to lay hands on people. So he, and he, it and means that you are going to be empowered to prosper. Whether it's physically, financially, in your marriage, in your skills, in your ability, in, the, in your body, healing. It's all those things. It's every arena of your life. So. The spiritual laying on of hands can cause you to become more focused, more accurate, more anointed. It can strengthen you. It can correct your thinking. It can change the course of your ministry to the perfect will of God. And even the patriarchs in the Old Testament, do you ever notice? They always imparted to their children and to their grandchildren. And actually, in one of them, they changed the destiny of those children. You know, Joseph was in Egypt. And he was, you know, and, uh, and the futures in the original plan of God for their lives. You lay hands on, okay, I used to lay hands on him when he was little all the time. I would go, I'd go you know, we'd have Benny Hinn on, and it would... I'm sorry, do you mind? <laughs> and he was 18 months old, and I'd go, fire! 
And he'd go, and he'd fall over and laugh his head. He was giggling so hard. He says, more gamma, more gamma. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. And I believe the fire. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't mean to, but it's, it's true. Lay hands on your kids. Put some fire in them. The fire of God. Especially like when they're going to school. I remember Mark, he was being persecuted in school for narking about drugs being taken at junior high in the shop class. You know, and honestly, gangs were threatening to kill him. <laughs> and <laughs> so every time we went to school and drove there, we had to, we were saying all this stuff, all these scriptures. I don't know if you remember it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The angels of God will be around you. Now, that was when I was a baby Christian, but I already knew that stuff. Get in that stuff to protect your kids and stuff like that. Okay, so... I'm just going to ask you to come up, and it's going to go fast, and we're going to impart to you, if you don't mind, <laughs> whatever you need and that's lacking in your life. But first of all, let me pray this. Just pray this as a one prayer. We in, Now everybody receive this. We impart spiritual gifts to you, to the end that you might be established in all God has predestined for you and his plan for each and every one of you individually. And put yourself in remembrance and stir up any gift of God that was imparted to you already by the laying on of hands. Stir it up. It's going to get more stirred up. And we impart to you the supply to fill in you any area that is lacking or missing at this point. In the name of Jesus. Okay, and that impartation. Okay, so I'm just going to let you take over.